Hey there, quick heads up uh, before we get started today. This episode uh, features explicit content, so if you don't like um, cursing, check out our uh, Westbrook uh, trade pod, also on your stream, wherever you can find it. So, uh, without further ado, here's Off the Wagon. Hello and welcome to... Uh, Hello and welcome! <laughs> I had to do it, I'm sorry. <laughs> Everything's on fire. Uh, you guys know what happened. Paul George got traded. Um, things aren't good. Boys, it's gone nuclear. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. Uh, with me today, Ford, Brandon, Jameson, Maxwell. Uh, yeah, so... Paul George shipped off to the Clippers for uh, an absolute just fuck ton. Oh, by the way, this is uh, this is definitely a uh, explicit podcast. It's, it's we're there's no way. It's, yeah, I, I thought that was understood. Yeah, this is explicit. Uh, it's tagged. I'll uh, do a little uh, warning, but yeah. Anyway, throw me in the trash. <laughs> throw me in the trash. The Thunder are officially in rebuild mode. So, uh, with this deal, um, yeah, a bunch of picks, possibly looking at trading Westbrook. We have a whole segment on that. Um, but this is, this is just going to be a, uh, a podcast event and talk about what happened and direct, uh, you know, where our direction is. So, uh, Jameson, uh, like you to kick us off here. What was your reaction to hearing the news? I blame this on Ford chewing ice on the last pod. Um, what? <laughs> no, nah, I just wanted to see how mad Ford would get. But uh, oh. cut, take that out. Bad joke. Okay, moving Paul on. Paul George wanted to go somewhere <laughs> where the podcast had higher professional standards. Okay, bad bad joke. Move on. Okay, that was on. also a bad joke. We're cut. We're cut. This is cut. You're botching it. You're botching it. <laughs> Botch toe. Botch toe. Wow. Do not plug your wound with trash. But uh, yeah, my first reaction, I was asleep and uh, I was awoken to Paul George. Oh, you were? No I, way. So I woke up and I answered the phone half asleep and I heard Paul George trade and I hung up immediately. And then I actually looked at Twitter and I was stunned. And I got up, I cracked a beer, sat on the couch. You did? It, <laughs> And then I drove to through the Taco Bell drive-thru at 3 a.m. And I stayed up till 5.30. No way. That's awesome. <laughs> That's you, hilarious. You just had yourself I mean, uh, some sad boy hours. <laughs> yeah, you were sending snaps of old Paul George highlights, you know, <laughs> like 4 in the morning. So I was like, oh, man. Like, I, you were sober, though. I thought I just assumed that'd be a Bobby was, move when you're blackout drunk after Waffle curious. House. I was just sad. I was so anxious and sad. I was uh, actually very drunk. Uh, we were playing Fibbage at the lake and uh, just got the notification about Kawhi. I'm like, oh, that's that's a delightful thing. I can finally start, you know, do our free agency podcast. And then, you know, two seconds later, Paul George gone, and it was it was a melt. It was it was it was not good. It was not it was not a pretty sight. I was very upset. Um. Yeah, not Were great. You just with your dad? It was uh, it, it was with with like a group of fa- like people. It was like there's yeah. some family in there. So yeah. I was Either at way. Jones. Yeah, I was at Jones, and we're, I was fucked up. And when I got, I was having the best time. And then I get the the notification that he's going to the Clippers. So I immediately texted my mom. I was like, Hell yeah! Like this happened. You know, there's not going to be a super team in LA. And literally a minute later, that. Paul George the Clippers thing came through, and I got up and I left. I didn't think it was real for a second. I got up, I stood up, got out of my seat, was walking around, and I was like, "Nah, this isn't real. Like, no, no way. This is a this is a fake tweet." And then I look, I go on Bleach Report and look at all the feeds, and I I just couldn't believe it. Like, yeah, I, it like was someone, shocking. Someone, yeah, someone who, you know, we take a chance on botched the first year he miraculously resigns you know claiming it's his love for Oklahoma and the Thunder and his friendship with Russ and how they're best friends on stage with cigars like you guys remember how hyped we were like this we, we like this was supposed to be like 
a three to four year, you know, partnership. And for someone who really committed and seemed like he wanted to be here, it's just shocking that he was persuaded, you know, after another kind of, I guess you could call it a failed season after another one of those. And he just gives up like that, you know, it's just, it's shocking because when you commit to something like that, when you sign, like if you signed, you know, a, a one-year deal with the player option for free agency, if you weren't that sure, that makes sense. But he signed a three, a four-year deal with a player option. Like I thought he was going to commit to that, you know? Well, I mean, things are different uh, in this league. Um, and clearly he saw an opportunity with Kawhi Leonard in L.A. and I think wanted to take it. And uh you can't blame the that man for it at all. Like, there's no hatred. I do. I'm not mad at PG and this. Like, the whole if you, it's very easy to compare this to the Kevin Durant thing. Kevin Durant left for a better chance to win. Paul George left for for a better chance to win. KD did it in a snaky way by going to the team that just beat you. Paul George gave us a chance, came through, and he didn't see really anything going anywhere. And then he gave a dream scenario of the guy, the best player in the NBA right now, pretty much came to him, say, let's go to your home state. I mean, your home team, your childhood team growing up and let's play. I mean, why wouldn't he do that? I understand that. Well, it's like, if you're going to commit to something, then commit, you know, if you're not sure, about, you know, being here and you want to maybe do it one more year than do a one-year deal or a one-year and a player option, but, you know? But like your mind changes. You can't say, I'm going to, I want to do it for four years and then, like, you move on and mm-hmm. you have to, you're stuck within the four. I mean, that's just inhumane. You know, no, these I, guys I, aren't, these guys aren't just robots that we stick out there and they have to do what they have to do. They're human. And if you're in Paul George's position, you're not going to keep yourself miserable and regretting that you didn't take that opportunity just for the sake of words. Um, I, I mean, mean, I'm a commitment guy, so that's why it pisses me off when someone breaks something like that, especially after the whole spiel about how you love Oklahoma and you love Russell Westbrook. But he does I, love Russell Westbrook, and he does love Oklahoma. Yeah, it just kind of seems like that, you know – I don't know. It seems like it's a little disingenuous if you're just going to ditch us like that quick. I mean, it's not not like he was going to the Clippers with nothing like that. That that team is something that I mean, they're easily the favorites now. The the defensive trio of Beverly, Kawhi and Paul George is horrifying to think about. Montrezl Harrell is a great defender, too. That too, yeah, but uh, I mean, it's that. Uh, I think he does love Oklahoma. I think he really did enjoy his time here. Uh, an opportunity just opened up that I don't think anyone could have saw coming. I yeah, think he kind of took a page out of the Anthony Davis book too, and just kind of saw a better opportunity with the glitz and the glamour with another star in L.A. You know, and and but I also kind of see you know. You know, obviously things didn't look that great here. And then you see a a guy who just basically carried a team to its first championship, gets his second finals MVP and ring, and he's going to the Clippers and he's saying, hey, let's, you know, form a championship team here. And I think you kind of see like, well, if I stay with the Thunder, you know, we might have a chance to win. Who knows? The West is going to be a dogfight. It's going to be really deep. Um, and if I stay here, then Kawhi Leonard goes to the Lakers and joins a super team who's going to reign the league for years upon years, you know? So I think he kind of maybe wanted to stop that, put a plug in that, you know, flood, and then compete and be the favorites in the West. Yeah, it just – it like I said earlier, it's, there's no reason why he shouldn't have done this. And, and it really shows to you the fact of he didn't really believe in what we had. And part of that might be the, quote, discord that Shams reported um, between him and Russell. It's obviously not on a personal – Yeah, discontent, whatever. Like, they like each other on a personal level. They're friends. They're cool. Like, Russell Westbrook responded to his Instagram post. They still got love. But Paul George knew that this team and what was going on wasn't working for a championship. Well, 
sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. It has to be that has to be the discontent. What what else could be the discontent? It has to be on the court. Yeah, Russ fully believed that this team could win a championship, and PG probably obviously said no. Well, Russ no, I thought he could win a championship with nobody. That's just how he's wired. Yeah, I mean, he he, he thought twenty sixteen was his year. He's always thought whatever year it was was his year. Um, and the thing is about this, I don't know of it. <clears throat> pardon me. I don't really know how much of this is uh, PG thinking that it wasn't going to work in Oklahoma City as much as he thought uh, as this Clippers opportunity being. I mean, this is a, this is a great great opportunity for them, and I, I, I he he went to a way better situation. What was the discontent, though? Because that just doesn't come out of nowhere. Shams isn't going to report that. This isn't like some random guy, some like 5,000 um, follower, but just got a blue check arc reporter who reported this. Like, there obviously was some discontent, and it's not on a personal level, so it has to be on the floor. Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't think anyone could say they were happy with what happened last year. Yeah, and I think Paul George, I mean, I think it was said best, you know, when we were talking with our, our friend group, is how, you know, playing with Russ, it's, you know, a coin flip. You know, on one play, he could have a fantastically athletic play, and then the next he launches a 40-foot three-pointer. So it's like his, his play can be extremely frustrating at times, but really rewarding, and that's just, uh, some would say that's an, an unhealthy balance, but. Yeah, and I think I think Paul George was getting frustrated with that. Um, I think he was still okay with it, but whenever you're given the opportunity to play with Kawhi Leonard instead of Russell Westbrook, you just got to take it. I, I mean, I'm just this is just I'm looking at it from this way, and it kind of helps me think about it like this way rather than be sour and be mad at him, um, because this isn't I, we don't need another Kevin Durant situation in Oklahoma City. We don't. We don't need that at all. We don't need to be booing him whenever we co- he comes to OKC next year on the Clippers. Like to be completely honest, with you, we got to be extremely thankful for PG and his open mind to come and play with Westbrook, to come and resign just at all, to give us a chance. And even on a four-year contract, what he's done for the future of this program and to revive this into we 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 would most likely be in a very deep and dark space without him uh, is. I'm extremely thankful for him. And yeah, I understand. Off, I, I'm going to let him go get his because it wasn't looking too hot for us. We did have a chance. A lot of people think that this Thunder squad didn't have a chance at all to win the championship. I thought we had a chance, but it was a very, very small one for how free agency has gone so far this offseason. But you don't want to be betting on small chances whenever you have an avenue that gives you a very good chance. From the Paul George perspective, because I don't think we're going to blow it up this offseason. Um, and the second Paul George said he wanted out, you got to get him, get him out. If he's going to be a problem to this culture and towards moving this team forward, you just you just got to get rid of him. So it, it, it was a it was an unfortunate thing he had to do, but he had to do it. There's if we wouldn't have traded him right whenever he requested it and right before Kawhi was trying to go to the Clippers. Kawhi would have gone to the Lakers, and then his trade stock would have gone extremely down because, like Woj said, this trade the Clippers made was essentially to get Kawhi and PG. So we got double the deal. So we would have only got mm-hmm. probably half of this if we would have kept him and we mm-hmm. just and just restricted him from that. And even half, three first rounds would have been awesome. But would you want someone, Russell Westbrook, is an extreme competitor and goes out there every single night playing with a guy who doesn't want to be on this team and is mad that we didn't trade him whenever he asked for him. And going forward, also, about the whole loyalty thing and having good management in this league, you want to be a good man. It's like, hey, he came to me and said he wanted to trade, and we gave him what he wanted. And other players in the league are going to look at the Oklahoma City Thunder management and respect that. Yeah, they... they... I I feel like the Thunder have always been really good at that. And even when Durant left, there was no... There was no salt from the organization itself. Uh, obviously, some players had issues. Uh, very well documented that Russell Westbrook <laughs> was one of them. Uh, but but as far as everything Presty and Clay Bennett said, you know, it was all it was it was all good. You know, they they didn't let themselves uh, get upset over it, and that's I think that's something that 
should extend to the uh, fans of this situation. And I was pretty mad, honestly, when it happened. Uh, but, you know, honestly, long term, he did what he needed to do. And, you know, uh, we are now completely wealthy with assets, which is awesome. Yeah. And I think with this trade, when it, you know, happening when it did, um, at the perfect peak time, it really showcases the genius of Sam Presti. And we should really thank our lucky stars for how lucky we are to have, you know, a top three GM in the league. Like this, yeah. this guy really milked out five first rounders, four unprotected, two pick swaps, and all rookie second team player in Shia, Gilius Alexander, and then Danilo Gallinari, who we could potentially keep or swap for more assets. So, it's an awful situation to be in. It really sucks, but we made the best of it by far, and, and then some. Yeah, and, and the way he used Toronto against L.A. Uh, to He was never going Russell to trade Warren Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't make any sense. And then, like he threw Russell Westbrook's name out there just to get the bidding going higher and higher. Clippers yeah. had to go to their top dollar. They had to go to every single thing they could have done. Um, I think they could have done in, the same thing. I think there was they could have added in one more pick swap by the rules, um, and I, I think that I think that's the max, like seven draft picks and three pick swaps or something like that. I don't know, but uh, essentially this is like Woj said whenever he announced it is a record breaking monster haul, you know, and uh, the whole thing with Toronto and like oh he was trying to trade um, PG to Toronto and then Kawhi was on there. It makes you think why wouldn't we just try to dump Steven Adams and Andre Robertson or Schroeder like really quick. And if Kawhi really, truly wanted to come play with PG, why didn't he come to OKC? I mean, well, I, obviously, you know, very Joel and Veed voice here, money. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. It just, it, it's a tricky thing. Um, but Pressy pitting the Clippers and Raptors against each other was I, I thought it was brilliant. Uh, it definitely stepped up the game for the Clippers, um, who I think they they really really didn't want to give up Shea Gilgis Alexander, uh, and and that's kind of that's kind of where I've been thinking the past couple of days, in terms of trying to feel better about this. Is not only did we get a bunch of draft picks, I think Alexander is a fantastic player uh, that we know has the talent to make it in this league and really perform. Yeah, what one sec. Go, I'm going back to potential. like my point. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah. No, like if we would have dumped contracts, we would have had enough room to pay Kawhi just as much as he got in the Clippers. What I'm trying to say is, my with my point that I was going for there, and we'll go back to um, Shay, is it's a more of a thing of Kawhi didn't want to come to OKC. That was never ever a scenario because we could have tried to spin it like, oh, you really really want Kawhi, and Kawhi really wants to play with Paul George. Oh, you come on to OKC with him then. That that was never ever a scenario. Never got thrown out. So it shows you that there is some kind of discontent with Russ and Kawhi wasn't going to do it and PG was kind of ready to get out a little bit. This well, wouldn't have happened if PG, I mean if, if Kawhi didn't come to PG, but you could tell PG kind of had this in the back of his head and it just required just a little bit of pushing. This this was all about, you know, Kawhi wanting to go back home, play in LA and play with the second star. He knew that, you know, the Clippers was by far the more stable and the better organization to play to at this time, and they just needed a second star. So Yeah, but the, he, if he would have got um, the trade the, over to Toronto, he would have, with for Paul George, he would have stayed in Toronto. Oh, I guess that is true. That is true. But Toronto also had a very, very good situation. I mean, just won a championship with them. I know. What I'm so saying is like, if, if it was truly know? like Paul George was the X factor, he was going where Paul George went. But OKC, Kawhi coming to OKC was never in the equation. It's just, there's, something that, there's something that means that OKC is not doing well. You know, there's, it's something not good here. Well, it's also a super small market. We don't ever get any free agent looks anyway. You know, Toronto has horrible luck with free agents. Yeah, they traded for Kawhi Leonard. I know, but it's it's not saying like Kawhi doesn't want to come to here because he has bad news with free agents. Uh, it's the same thing in Toronto, but he would have stayed with he went with PG. That's what I'm, all I'm trying to say here is if Kawhi truly wanted to play with PG, no matter what, and 
him coming to OKC was never, mm-hmm. ever thrown out, unless I don't know about it. There's something more to the story we don't know. Well, no, well I, it, I, I think Kevin that, Durant I think and Jimmy Butler. Well, no, hmm. I, I think that's a bit of a leap, honestly, to be like the organization's flawed because that – I mean, look, look at every free agent who's had any sort of move. New York, New York, L.A., L.A., and Miami has, have been the big ones. Everyone's just going to the coast. Everyone's going to the major markets. I don't think that's Oklahoma City's fault. I think as an organization, they're trying their best. I'm not saying organization. No. I'm talking about players. I think that they, Kawhi wasn't going to come play with Russ. And I think PG needs, needed a little bit of push to get out of OKC. That's what I really think the story um, was. I don't know. I think it was more so on what we talked about earlier is just seeing a golden opportunity. It was yes, that was but, it for yeah. itself. But if it was truly PG and Kawhi need to link up and get together, I, I, like I said multiple times, I just why wasn't there any kind of scenario where OKC tried to shed salary and try to sign Kawhi? Because Kawhi said we're not going to OKC. I'll go with you to Toronto. I'll go with you to Clippers, but I'm not going to OKC. Well, yeah, he's not going to go to OKC because that would be an impossible situation to work out. Yeah, how? There's no. Because there's because there's a super max contract in place in Oklahoma City, where you can't really maneuver another max, a, a third max in there. I I believe it would it would be you can. Uh, yeah, it would be very because hard, the, uh, extremely Warriors, difficult. The Warriors were about to do it with Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, and um, Stephen Curry. It would have been because, feasible. Yeah. You would have done it. Also, Golden to- State, not Oklahoma City. They also had their bird rights. Yeah. That we, we would have done it. We would have been able to sign it. We would have had room to do it. Right? Am I wrong? We, we, no, we, we, we would not have had cap room to sign in a Kawhi Leonard. The reason why they're able to go over the cap as much as they did is because one of those Max guys was Clay Thompson, who, you know, be, be, just because he has been drafted with that organization, they have different rights than you no, would. I, I understand that, but yeah. with what PG's contract we had right now, we couldn't have brought in Kawhi yeah. and signed him. We would have if had we, to. If we would have dumped Steven Adams and Dennis Schroeder. And whatever Andre Robertson do, it, we had not had enough room because I thought we would have. If we if we dumped uh, him, Robert Robertson for the what? Where did Kawhi get one hundred seventy five million for four years? Something like I think that. It was one hundred and forty. Hundred forty two. Oh. I mean, it that sounds like Kevin Durant's deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it probably could have worked out, but I think. You would have got the team too bad to a point where it wouldn't work. Um, whereas in this situation, they can just go to LA, who has a better. If you, if I, I think if you remove Russell Westbrook, um, Westbrook PG, and then just you know, whatever. If you if you remove Westbrook and PG from from that team that we had like seventy two hours ago, I would say the Clippers are significantly better than. Than the starless thunder. What I'm so, trying to say, I, I'm, I'll just put this to bed. What I'm trying to say, if PG really truly enjoyed OKC so much that he wasn't going to leave, he would have tried to find a way to get Kawhi here. But obviously, that wasn't it. Uh, I, we can we can yeah. move on from that because obviously it's a bunch of scenario and there's a bunch of salary cap thing with it. It's but, all and, it's, and there's a bunch of question marks yeah. with it. Yeah. But obviously, obviously, there's differing opinions. Yeah, and it's. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Let's just move on. Doesn't really matter anymore. Uh, but, yeah, so let's talk a bit about Shea Gilgis-Alexander, I guess. Uh, Second team all-rookie. We scored on that one. He, yeah. he definitely has all-star potential where he, you know, if worse comes to worse, you know, that guy's going to be a shining light in this rebuild. He He could definitely end up being a centerpiece. I don't know why worse comes to worse. I think he definitely can be. Um, well, I, I meant worse comes to worse as in like we just press reset right now. Um, yeah, and I, which I think that's what we're going to do. Uh, we'll get into that a little later. Uh, but, you know, we, uh, I think Alexander is a great piece. I'm really excited to see him play and mature in Oklahoma City. Uh, and I think – I don't know. I just – I think that having – a proven proven guy right now who has already been in a playoff series for God's sake. Um, I, I I don't know. I'm excited about it. Uh, and the second team uh, all rookies impressive when you consider 
I mean, the two other guards, yeah, Trey, Trey Young and Luka Doncic. Um, so yeah. it's not exact. I mean, it, it's a, it was, it was a pretty uh, stacked year for for rookie guards. So he was a top ten rookie if you look at it that way, because there's only two rookie teams. Yeah, I mean, I mean definitely. Yeah, I, I would. He was definitely probably closer to top five. I'd, I'd even wager. He's yeah. just a guy that a lot of people and a lot of smart people in the league think that just has. A, a lot of talent and can get better and better. A lot of people think Luke is very good, but as how much farther can Luke grow with his skill set because he doesn't have much athleticism. Shea Gilgis Alexander has a lot of athleticism mm-hmm. and he's got great length and great IQ. And I was going to say something about his length, yeah, as well. Yeah. And he can he, he can he's got a much higher ceiling and it's really really exciting what what could happen if he gets like the keys to this um, organization, if Russell did leave and he could kind of lead a core youth with Terrence Ferguson. And if Jeremy Grant stays and I mean, Nerlens Noel, we got him for next year. Like it, he with the, the keys to the car could be something really special going forward. Yep. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I, I think he definitely has that potential. Still is just potential, but um, in terms of what we've seen, like it's hard. It's hard not to like it. Um, I'm pretty pumped about that. Gallinari. Yeah. Oh no, you. you yeah, no, I was gonna say especially when you can. Yeah, especially when you consider the Thunder organization, how we're one of the best uh, developing organizations in the league as well. So you gotta be pretty confident on that one. Pretty happy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, with Gallo, I think uh, we should also be happy about because I I think we could really swap him for like another first round yeah. pick. Even I was if, gonna say I'm more excited about shipping him out. Than keeping yeah, him. No, he's not gonna be on this team. What's the point of having an expiring guy um, on this team for next season if we're trying to tank? You know, and if you can get a even a protected first, you know, would be completely great. There's plenty of teams I would like to have him. Um, I'm sure the Houston Rockets would salivate over him. Just like there's so many like good teams that would be willing to take a guy who's on an expiring contract that can contribute for their season and then give us a first round pick, even if it's in the twenties, you know, that'd be great. We just need as many young contracts to come in and develop and keep them on the cheap deals and then do something similar to what Brooklyn just did and the Clippers just did. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, no, it's it's um, it, it, and see, I I actually kind of think that Gallinari, will, I think he he ends up getting dealt for, you know, just a piece like him is would be key for contender down the line if they're like, yeah, we need some more shooting and you know on the wings. Yeah, Milwaukee know. just lost uh, Miritich. Yeah, I, they have yeah, an but, opening. I can't remember their roster. They just they signed Wesley Matthews and everything. Well, Gallinari can play the four. Yeah, like he's through four. So, like Miritich, he's got kind of a hefty contract. Getting paid twenty one million a year. Oh, yeah. It, it'd, be a team, it'd be a team that would have a little bit of space. Um, I don't think it'd be kind of a thing where we'd hold on to Gallo and then deal him at the trade deadline kind of thing. Um, we're going to give it to a team that has a little bit of space, has some contracts that they don't really want to use for the upcoming season. We'll take on those contracts, get your first round pick, and then you can have a usable player that you could, if you like him, re-sign in the future. Or if not, um, you just had a good project and you, you only had him for one year. He's expiring. You think he gets shipped out this summer? Yes. So he's not I, even going to play in a, on in Chesapeake. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, if if Russell Westbrook gets traded, that's the first domino. I don't foresee us if we trade anybody else on our roster before Russell Westbrook. I think that means that we're somehow trying to save this season. But when Russell Westbrook gets traded, get ready to see people like Gallinari getting traded. Get ready. To see Pat Patterson should be out on the door either oh, way. Oh, we expected um, that. Yeah, I could still see um, Stephen Adams saying, and Jeremy think, Grant. Yeah, and if we get the right off, um, right um, deal for Jeremy Grant, I could see it. But I, th- I feel like keeping on to him and hoping he could turn into even like better than he's doing. 
he could become a star, you know. Yeah, Jeremy yeah. Crane. I was like, that dude could could be an all star if he, you know, had the right situation. I bet. I I'm just worried about Jeremy Grant and him creating on his own. He, he's very like prone to just dipping his shoulder, and mm-hmm. he's not very good at creating off the dribble. He's a very 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 good player um, to have on a good team next to good players, but I don't think he can be a number one. I think he could be like a Pascal Siakam, you know. I think uh, that's he's much like his uncle, mm-hmm. much yes. like his uncle Horace Grant on that championship Bulls team. Yeah. I think what Pascal Siakam's ceiling is is the ceiling of Jeremy Grant. Yeah, if that makes uh, any sense. Yeah, yeah I, I could see that. Um, as for the Gallo thing, though, I you you I guess you are right, and I guess the uh, best comparison I can think of is he's just going to be another like Ersan Ilyasova to Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, where you just <laughs> he, 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 he give up Ersan Ilyasova. I think we can still get um like assets back for trading someone um Danilo because of his expiring contract. Yeah, I I forget about that. We gave up a first round uh, first round pick for Jeremy Grant. Twenty twenty top twenty mm-hmm. protected. Well, it's yeah. been worth it. Every yeah. penny of that turns into twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three second round picks. If um, we make it in the um, worst 20 teams of next year's draft, which is looking mm-hmm. pretty dang good right now. Yeah, I mean, we got, what, the 21st pick this year for yep. being the sixth seed? I mean, mm-hmm. just... So that would have we... given it away. We wouldn't have had the pick. We'd have lost it. But exactly. if, if we're one slot worse than we were last year... Wait, so... Keeping our pick. Does this? Let's just say we we get the 19th pick, you know, next year. Does that mean we end up keeping our first rounder, and then we just give up two second rounders we in give that up very draft? The, no, we give up a 2022 second and a 2023 second. And then while oh, we're okay. in this conversation, we also had to give up a first in 2022 uh, for the Carmelo trade, and that's lottery protected. And if we get within the lottery in 2022, we'll give up a 2024 second and a 2025 second. And that 2022 draft is very important because that is the first draft that is projected to be high school athletes and college athletes coming out. So we'll have two superstar signing classes essentially coming into that draft with the freshman one and duns and then the seniors in high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like a, yeah, like you said, it'll be like a double whammy pretty much. So that is honestly, I say tank for two years, but honestly, tank for three years. Get Use that draft. We also have the Clippers draft pick in that one. Um, and then pedal to the metal with our youth after that. Yeah, th- I mean, this I, – I, I do agree. I think this is going to be probably more of a two, three-year process than – I think some people are thinking this might be, uh, you know, a decade-long ordeal of rebuilding. I think – You never I, know how long tanking goes, man. Well, yeah, with the I, amount of draft picks we have, there there's going to be some kind of move here where we're going to get out of the bottom. You know, the teams that tank and they keep on getting stuck in the cycle over and over and over are the teams that spend too much money on, on guys that aren't that good and they give up their draft picks or they make really bad draft picks. Whenever shout we out have, Charlotte. We have two draft picks almost every single year going till 2023 and then – 20 until 2026 pretty much we have two draft picks every single year that gives us double the chance not to screw up and also we could do something like the boss celtics did and use those assets after we used trades for trades in the future and what the celtics did what we don't forget is they got the the ones from brooklyn and then they used they trade those brooklyn ones to teams like memphis and they just used and traded and traded and traded and now they've got a ch- they got an unprotected Memphis first round pick for next year. Mm-hmm. We we sh- we'll be very very active in the trade market. We're going to use these to our advantage. I don't. This isn't going to be a decade in the dumps thing. We might not be to where our ceiling was in 2016. Or I that's that's going to be tough. That's going to be ten years. We're going to have to be really we're going to have to be really really lucky in some drafts. But w- whenever you have a lot of draft picks. You have a lot of power in trades, and if you use the draft picks anyways, you get cheap guys on your roster that you don't have to pay much for for four years, and you create max slots around that if you have a full team of youth. And that's what Brooklyn is right now because they got really good draft picks with Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, they got um, they didn't they didn't draft those guys. 
Spencer Dinwiddie and I think Karis LeVert. Well, I think Karis LeVert was like a second rounder, but I know I know a lot of those guys they picked up through you were undrafted because they didn't have draft picks. Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure. Okay, let me look it up right now. Okay, I could tra- be totally they, wrong. They, they traded for Spencer Dinwiddie. He was a second round pick from Detroit. Yeah, um, you can, you're right, but they did get Karis LeVert. They did. They yeah, traded, yeah, yeah. He was the that round, first round right? pick. Jarrett Allen, I was getting so Jarrett Allen, another yeah. great pick on their end. They just they got a nice core of youth that worked out, and with those young contracts, you can get production and max slots at the same time. Yeah, Joe Harris, they they uh, picked him up when he was waived by Cleveland. Yeah, so more more so with Jarrett Allen being their core center. Uh, I guess not with DeAndre Jordan anymore, but with Karis LeVert being their star. Like, Karis LeVert is, like, he's a very good player. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I feel like Presti as a GM is at his best when he's doing a rebuild like this. I think I think this is a situation where he really, really thrives. Um, at least that's, that's how he was uh, in the early Seattle days. Uh, and the early Thunder days, really good at finding, you know, good value deals. And I, he's better at working from the perspective of trying to build something from scratch rather than capping himself. Once he, once he gets he's, into, yeah. Cap, yeah, once he gets into, uh, you know, once he gets kind of ca- like salary capped out, he, uh, it gets a little tricky, but this is, this is, this is why you have Sam Presti. So the people out there who uh, yep. think he should be fired. You're, no, uh, oh my God! You're an idiot. If you, <laughs> who's been saying that? Oh, there are a bunch of thunder. Twitter dooners. comments. Oh, oh my yeah. God! No, there are a lot of thunder like, dooners out there. It's more Facebook than anything. The olds and the uh, casuals. Yeah. My goodness. But hey, aren't y'all glad that we've got Baisley now? God, we're so mad we got Baisley. Oh yeah. It's like it's like Presty knew. Oh yeah, PG's gone. Just, I, I I can feel it in my bones. I got to get someone who can um, be a project. Don't we say that every year though? You know, like we always just bash these Presty draft picks and these moves, and then we instantly regret it. This one made no sense. It was a project at the time. We didn't need projects, and now thank God we got a project. If we had Grant Williams, that's not what we need right now. He's like 22, 23 years old. You know, like yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. Oh, no, you you go for it, Ford. Well, I was going to say I'm excited for Darius Baisley tomorrow. You guys think he's going to suit up? Because he yeah. officially signed, so he's with us now. He's been ready. It's, I mean, oh, it's I'm like, ready. I'm ready for that one tomorrow. It's They've had this within like the whole works. He's right as a plane. He might already be in Vegas whenever he signed that, you know. Mm-hmm. He like, probably is. Mm. Sorry, I was just taking a sip of water. Uh, he's been in Vegas the whole time. He was at our first game on the sideline, but he obviously wasn't suited up. Yeah, so this has been like a, just a plan in the making, and and missing yeah. one game is not not that big of a deal. It'll be really cool. Um, I guess, I guess another another couple things going forward. We'll talk about. Um, we have another pod of Russell Westbrook trades, but just just other guys in general. Just going through our roster with a total tank rebuild, which we're trying to go towards here. Um, I, if people want to try to retool, I just think it's, doesn't work out, but would you consider keeping Grant? Would you consider trading Grant? Would you consider keeping Steven trading Steven? Who is off limits on this team that you want to keep? And who should you think we should try to trade while um, we're trying to tank? Does this mean like... If we ended up keeping Russ, like who would you want to trade? Or no, no, what's no, your question? Is, no, I'm, what I'm saying is we're not we we won't most likely won't be keeping Russ. Like this team should be um, tanking. Yeah. Um, but if we were to trade Russ, um, what guys on the team would you want to move forward with developing, and um, what guys would you rather just get rid of? Keep Jeremy Grant and Stephen Adams. Get rid of Schroeder, Patterson, and Roberson. Yeah, I, I think Schroeder, Patterson, Roberson are gone without a doubt. Um, but I, I think in terms of uh, a rebuild, I think Grant and Adams could be very valuable. Um, mainly because if you want to start, if you want to start um, a culture and maintain a culture, uh, I think those are two great corner piece players who are pretty good. Uh, your your goal isn't to win, but still like. 
they they will they are the type of guys you uh, you want in that locker room to maintain mm-hmm. what you built in Oklahoma City. Um, and I think that's I a think, great point. Yeah, I, I think they're both they're they're both good fits. Uh, Adams only has what two more years left on his deal. Uh, yes. Grant has one. Adams is twenty five, right? Twenty six. <laughs> yeah, I mean, twenty six. You know, it's yeah those those players. It's like when you want to re- if you want to if you don't want this to be you know a five six seven year rebuild. I think you got to keep those guys and bank on draft picks and use utilizing our assets in the correct way. Um, yeah, obviously what I said, you know, Schroeder, Patterson and Roberson are as good as dead to this franchise. They're going to be out pretty much in either situation, but I believe Grant Adams could really be an effective, uh, and they could be an effective usage to this team going forward. I think Grant, you know, has all-star potential. Steven Adams almost made the all-star team this year, you know? Yeah, I, I, I'm, the thing is with Grant that scares me is I think he could be really good, but would he want to return to this team? Because he's essentially an expiring deal. His set, set next year after that is a player option that he's most likely going to opt out of because the nine million a year for him is an extreme bargain. Would he want to resign with us, and would it be a good deal for us moving forward? You know, I don't want to sign Jeremy Grant to some monster deal and be handicapped yeah. for future max slots, you know? So should we trade yeah. him now while we can get extreme um, value for him because he would be a perfect spot piece to a, on a team with really good players, like we were saying yeah. earlier. So <laughs> you, you got you to weigh what you want to do there, and that's going to be tough. Steven Adams, I think, is a for sure stay now. We were trying to dump him earlier. Um, I think we've always said if you give Steven Adams more looks, he'll – look a whole lot better and be a completely different player. And well, this is the chance with yeah. Russell and PG leaving, he's going to get so many looks. And I think that he can really develop and become like the centerpiece of one of the centerpieces of this offense. And that will really help him going forward. And if it doesn't work out, um, if we don't want him, he will be much more valuable to trade next off season when he's an expiring deal. So definitely he's a keeper for this year. And then the last one, which you said, uh, Ford, with Robertson, I don't know. Do you keep him? Because right now he's just a salary dump if you throw him away. But if you keep him, you could take a chance and say, hey, maybe he would be that good defensive stopper again. You know, well, maybe he's trade well, up. I'm not and I do him. have faith in him. But, I mean, I didn't say trade him this summer. I mean, I think you obviously got to see how he is. We we've got it. We've got a trade. Yeah. He's an aspiring, you know. So it's we either trading him now or at the deadline, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like if there's anyone we're really looking at to trade to get under the salary cap, um, under the luxury tax, it's I. We're gonna trade Gallo. That's twenty two million. We're gonna trade Russell. That's thirty eight and a half. Um, and then Patterson's on the outs because he's trash talking us on social media. That gets us. We're fifteen. Wait, what? He's he. He's been. He said like "ha ha" after like the the um, PG trade on Twitter, and he's been just saying like backhanded things. Like Bobby, like do you know you know what I'm talking about? The 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 photo of the wolf in sheep's clothing. Like yes. he's he's really like he's just salty about the fact that he never produced. Yes. And, and, and I yeah. get like here's the thing. I don't have a Twitter, so I don't see that shit, but. Here's the thing: if if you can be upset about that sort of thing, if you actually showed an ounce of life when you're on the court, so <laughs> it, it's, when you're we gave, playing we like a fucking him, scrub, yeah, we <laughs> gave him the opportunity and he just didn't produce. Sorry, and if you if if you think that's unfair and you're mad about that, then you're living in a participation trophy life, and I don't respect that. But uh, what I'm saying is, if we trade Russell, we trade Gallo for assets, and we trade Patterson, that makes us easily below the tax line. Um. So I don't think we really need to trade like a. When you say Gallo, you mean Gallinari? Yes. Okay, because there's no O in his last name, so it's no, it's it's freaking me out. I know. I'm just tripping me up. Like like Nick Gallo. Yeah, I just keep thinking (laughs) of old Nick Gallo out there suiting up. Fuck him, clean house. (laughs) Like send him out. Uh, we are trading uh, Nick Gallo. Uh, we, we, just, we need to dump our beat reporter, too. Whoa, 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 guys, 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 He's a cancer in the locker room. He's got, got to get him out. He's got a watch bomb. 
Thunder have traded Michael Cage in assets. Oh man, come on, don't do that to me. <laughs> drop it, drop in the Michael. Yeah, the Michael Cage uh, salary dump. Michael Cage and two um, of Clippers unprotected. Speaking and- of stuff like that, this offseason, it, it, it couldn't have been worse. I mean, I, getting rid of Antonio Daniels was honestly just as much of a gut punch as losing PG. That was tough. Mm-hmm. That was really tough. That all- dude fired me up he after the successor. We thought he was coming through and he was going to take – oh, man, he was going to get the color job. And then, oh, man. I so wanted him to get on our coaching staff. We don't, that's another thing. Hey, yeah. aren't we thankful that we haven't hired anyone for our coaching staff yet? I mean, we have, like, four like open slots. Our team is completely different. We could have all hired right. people all for, like, going forward. Think We can hire yeah. different developmental staff, you know. So and that's, this, that's, this, this uh, raises another big question that I, I kind of forgot about but was thinking about today. So let's say, you know, we press reset. Do we re-sign Billy Donovan after his deal, or do we look for another coach, and or who would that be? No. You you let him do his little however many years he has left. And he has won. This is his last year. We picked up his option. Yeah, this is this is his prove-it year. We're not, we're not doing any extensions. There's no point in extending yeah. a coach right now. I agree fully. No. Who would it be? Who, who would be your top options? Don't know. That's something that we just got to – cross that bridge when we get there because we don't know what our team's going to be like right now and we'll have to figure out our identity next year and once we find out our identity we'll have to find a coach that fits that yeah i i think i don't know i i i I agree with Jameson. don't really know i mean this this roster could look very different i think it's interesting and relatively helpful that uh i think sga is kind of He's like a big Russell Westbrook in, in some ways, but he can actually kind of shoot a bit. Yeah, no, he's yeah. he's going to be a very valuable piece. Um, I don't I don't know if he's going to be Russell Westbrook level. I don't want fans thinking that. No, you can't expect be, something like that. He's going to be it. a great. He's going to be a great point guard if you put him next to superstars. Great point guard. Yeah. I, I should have rephrased it. I think play style wise, he's a he's really good at getting to the hole and uh, finishing. Big 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 fan of his finishing ability. So yeah. you guys think it would maybe be smart to keep Russ around for a little bit to help mentor him? No, no. We, so if we if we don't trade Russ now, it's it's another thing that we're losing value. Um, we have to before the season because people are taking him on. You know, they want to have them at the beginning of the season to figure out their identity, to figure out their team mesh, you know. You can't he's not a guy you acquire in the middle of the season, you know. Exactly. And that contract is so hard to make work in the middle of the season and it's it's tricky. And we we talked about it a ton in the uh in the trade pod. You can listen to that now. We're gonna just drop both of these at the same time. Uh but I mean I don't know. I just I, you you got to get rid of him now, and you uh, just got to start the process. And the more, like Jameson said, the more you wait, the more value he loses. So mm-hmm. it's like yeah, the same thing with the PG thing. Uh, there there's teams that are high on him, and we hope that we can kind of get it right now before they can figure out crap. This guy's gonna get paid forty seven million dollars in twenty twenty three. So. Uh, but I, I think I think we're gonna have a lot of activity here, even within the next days or within the next month. But if P- I could also see this going for a little bit, um, not being like quite immediate, because we're in no rush. This is really salary. Um, all the salaries have been spent for the most part in free agency. There's nothing, no one really big fish out there. The the teams and rosters are pretty much set. Um, but Russell Westbrook, he's on the move. It's not a matter if it's when. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it sucks, but just kind of what we have to do at this point. Our uh, our uh, hands been forced. So, but uh, in on a positive note, 
I'm just going to rate the draft picks of the Thunder has for going towards 2020, the 2020 to 2026. So we have if we get in within the bottom 20, if we're top 20, um, we get our 2020 pick, and then in 2021 we have the Thunder and Miami unprotected. 2022 is the double draft. If we get in the lottery, we keep ours, and we also have the Clippers. 2023, we have ours, Miami, lottery protected, and a Clippers swap. 2024, we have ours and the Clippers unprotected. 2025, we have ours and the Clippers swap. 2026, we have ours and the Clippers. Like, that's unreal. So when you say with with pick swaps, so when you say uh, what what year do we have the last Clippers pick swap? 2025, is that what you said? Yes, yes. Okay, so – when. That let me let me get this right because I only learned of this you know within the last like year because I rarely you really really hear about pick swaps. Am I right? I mean, like, I, I think I, there's you? a couple of them with Boston did. I think that I want to say the Memphis thing is a pick swap. To be honest, um, okay. I know Boston has a couple yeah. pick swaps, but yeah, it is relative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, it's kind, you don't yeah, hear of it often. Um, yeah. So, but what I, my question is. So let's just let me make get this clear. So is the and also for the people listening to this that don't really know what a pick swap is. So does that mean let's just say the Clippers ended up getting the 14th pick and we get the 20th pick? Do we swap it and say now nah, we'll take the 14th, you can have the 20th? Yes, we're yes. going to always have the the better of the picks. Unless for some okay. odd reason we want the 20 instead. We can take the 20, but it is our choice of which one do we want from theirs. We essentially have both of the picks, and we only can have one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... We I, might as well do it anyway, you know, so... Because if you're going to take... If you're going to keep the 20 to take a certain guy, might as well use the pick swap to get in the 14th, you know, to draft him anyway. We don't, we don't have to swap picks, if that's what you're confused about. It's no, not, no, no, I'm not. It's not, not like we gave our first-round pick and the Clippers gave us their first-round pick. Because the whole alternating year thing, why we got 2020, 2022, 2024, 20, we didn't get 2020. 2022, 2024, because you cannot trade consecutive year um, first-round picks. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's a way to do that without doing it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, that was just yeah. my question about, you know, the – I guess, you know, the change, switching of the picks, you know, if they had a better pick than us and we wanted it. That was just my question. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. All in all, we're going to have fun Junes now. Like, draft coverage is going to be so fun. Oh, yeah. That, that, is, that will be exciting. I mean, you know, this was a bad situation, but we made the best out of it, and we have a shit ton. We have a bag of draft picks to look forward to. And with the Thunder's draft history, it's something to really look excited to. Yeah, and not only that, but I think this is going to be a, a kind of fun team to watch grow. Uh, this isn't a rebuild that's starting with, you know, nothing, and you have, you know, you're kind of capped out, and you know, can't really do anything. This is, uh, there's a lot of optimism here, and uh, I think it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, we got Thunder U back probably, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it'll still be a fun team. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun watching this team. And it's almost like a breath of fresh air. I, I, I could be really sad and mopey about this, but for some reason I've still kind of, I've been kind of in high spirits recently looking at all these trade scenarios for Russell and looking at the future of our team. It's, it's something new. We're not stuck in this insanity where we're losing in the first round over and over and crossing our fingers each year, you know? It's 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 a very big breath of fresh air, and even though I'm scared about ticket sales and everything, uh, I I still think we'll have a lot of fun watching this team. Yeah, I I think it'll all work out for the best, hopefully. But um, just just don't give up on them. They're gonna. This is this is. Um, I mean, it's gonna be a process, but this team, I think, is gonna figure it out. And um, I mean, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. I trust Presty. I trust how this thing's gonna go. And uh, yeah, no, I, I the optimism is there. I I am exhausted right now. So uh, that's I, I promise you, there's more optimism than uh, what's being vocally displayed right now. 
Um, <laughs> I, think, I think you kind of have to have faith in the Thunder because, you know, with every bad hand, with every bad situation we've been in, we've always bounced back. Uh-huh. Yeah. I just – I think this is a good opportunity, and I think this is going to be a fun young team, something – like like Javis had said, something different. Uh, and just just embrace the take. Have fun with it. Uh, you know, and not only that, but there we'll have fun moments. And I think it'll – I think it'll change the way you look at the season. Instead of, you know, being pissed that you lost to, to the Wizards at home, uh, you know, you can really kind of soak up the wins more. Just, it, it's going to be nice. I think it's going to be nice and something, uh, probably a lot healthier for the Thunder. It's it's gonna it's gonna change the fan base a bit. So, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, we just we just got a different team. And uh, I'm really hoping Thunder Gooners are going to take it well. I really do. But all in all, I'm happy. I, um, if you all listen to uh, the Russell Westbrook trade thing, you'll hear my dream happy scenario of the thick boy lineup. That could be a possibility next year. See, that would be a lot of fun. Um, we got Raymond Felton maybe re-signing to join the thick boys with uh, wonderful thickness. Favorite thickness, Deontay Burton. <laughs> he trimmed down, man. He trimmed down. I know, but we said after Vegas to join. He lost the one lineup. seat. I know, but after after <laughs> Vegas, he's gonna have to join. He's gonna have to eat at the buffet and get back to the thickness. <laughs> he is not double C. He is now single C. Lukens Lukens <laughs> Dort is looking good. Lukens Dort is very thick. He's thick. <laughs> he's thick and long. We haven't got to talk about Lugans Dort yet on this pod. That's Boy, true. Am I happy about Lugans Dort? That was a. Well, we can do we can do a summer league pod. Yes. yes. We're, we're watch watch the... Lugans Dort. That's that's we're that's a good guy. We're changing the name of the podcast to the Dort Dudes. <laughs> Dude, I think Dort's my new favorite guy to cheer for on this team. I'm all for it. He's seriously. Dort. We talk about length and thickness. That dude got both. What else He's... do you? Want? He is both long and girthy. Uh, can we start using the term chunky, like, or chonky, like C-H-O-N-K-Y for, for John David Burton? I like that one, too. <laughs> He's a chunky boy. <laughs> I think this is as bad of the nickname as whenever, what was the lobster nickname that you were trying to get forward, Bobby? Oh, yeah. My, my, Ian yeah. Smith was trying to push uh, Jeremy Grant as a lobster for a while. I, I think chonky, 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 chonky is pretty bad. That's that's pretty pretty tough right there. Uh, or chunky, I can go with the regular, you know, I think I like dictionary chunky. word. You you like chunky? I, th- I think we're going with chunky. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll keep we'll keep lobster as well for Jeremy. Here. Chunky and lobster. lobster. Ch- chunky, chunky and the lobster. <laughs> Chunky and the Lobsters, plural. That sounds like a bad band name that plays at, you know, like the Flea in Midtown uh, on Wednesday nights. <laughs> oh, man. Well, boys, y'all uh, got anything to say before we wrap this? I think we uh, need- Throw me in the trash. That's no. that's what I got to say. <laughs> um, it's, I think uh, we're quite speechless now, so we need to move on. At this point, we're, we're talking about Chunky and the Lobster, so that's just... <laughs> We're up in this thing, so. See ya. Well, no, no, I mean, gotta, I got an ex, extra, outro, outro. Um, God, God. For all of us here at the Schooner blog. Okay, so. We're at Riverwind right now. We, <laughs> we, yes. Uh, <laughs> all right, so for, uh, for Jameson, Ford, myself, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we five are. Five star men. We are five star men. Hit us up with a five star review. Uh, you know, give us comments, concerns, any of that. Uh, we will be following this rebuild from point A to point B. It's going to be very fun. I'm looking forward to it. It will be a new challenge. Uh, and it's definitely going to be probably more varied than talking about, well, is Russell Westbrook a bad shooter? Should we trade him? And that it'll be less redundant. I'm looking forward to it. So... Make sure to hit that subscribe button to listen to all of our good stuff we got coming down the pipe for you. 
know I said it like that. That's okay. <laughs> I, Sounded very know. sexual now, Bobby. Yeah, <laughs> this is an explicit pod. God, bless. Bobby, we're having some real problems closing out pods recently. Dude, I am exhausted. I'm, 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 I'm working a back to, uh, like a double header right here. It's, it's double tough. header. Double header. We, 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 <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Think of the children. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Okay. So, anyways, please subscribe. Uh, it we're the pods are gonna be good, and uh, we're gonna do we have we have a lot more kind of coming down the line. Uh, talking about you know the end of this era. <laughs> I am so tired. Podcast is over. Uh, Bobby, coming podcast. down the line. <laughs> you can't, like. You can't write this up. This is hilarious. <laughs> I'm just... Oh, God. Um, anyways. For Bobby, so- Ford and Jameson, Chunky and Lobster, have a wonderful night, everybody. Yeah, please. Ha- yeah, have a good night. See ya. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh, my God.